0: Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Hey, everybody. My name is John Carlos. How uh, you see him pronouns. I'm so happy to be with you today. Um, there's a Spanish song I love by Lagos, and it says, Como es que nada es permanente that translates to how come, how is it possible that nothing is permanent? How is it possible that nothing lasts forever? Today, I wanna to talk to you about endings. I wanna to talk to you about endings. Life is full of endings. Um, and, and, and recently in my life, I've been experiencing some endings. Um, I've worked at a nonprofit for five, about five years. And uh, my leadership, the boss I reported to, and, and their boss as well, uh, they're leaving after seven years, 10 years serving in this nonprofit. profit And so my entire experience has been with them and, and now I don't know what the future holds. Um, I'm experiencing endings. Um, and not only that, but I had a team of, uh, of interns that have been with me for the last year that have been in this incredible team and we've done some incredible work together. And their internship is ending. Uh, and their time with me is coming to a close just this week. Uh, additionally, I've been with my husband now for almost uh, four and a half, five years. Woo! Yay! Gay marriage. Anyway, um, and so um, and we've been together practically every week, every day for those four and a half years. Uh, and and yesterday he got on a plane to go to Ecuador, and he's going to be in Ecuador for the next three weeks um, to see his family, to celebrate his brother's. Uh, graduation, and I am alone. I'm not single, but I am alone. Um, I, told, I told Fabo I would make single jokes, and he told me that he would make single jokes in the chat online, so I don't, I, I didn't want to test that theory. Um, so I'm, I'm alone. you know, yesterday I came home and I had nothing to do, and so I went to, like, four stores to get some grants. You, you'll love it. It's gonna be great. That's what happens when I don't have Fabo. Um, and I'm, I'm experiencing the end of a time. And, and, and not only that, but my mom, who's here today, she's so amazing. She's such an important part of my, woo! She's such an amazing part of my support system. And in a couple weeks, she's gonna go to Puerto Rico for several weeks. And that's a good thing for my mom. That's a great thing for my mom, but my time with her is ending for, for a period. And, and I have friends, lovely friends, wonderful friends, friends that, you know who you are, but friends that I don't remember when I met them because I feel like they've always been with me, right? Friends that I've gotten to share so many moments with. And I know that my time with them is ending. There are, there are people who are so beautiful and so bright that they could not be contained to a zip code I could drive to, you know? They're people that I cherish and I enjoy and, and they, will, they will move and they will transition and they will get married and they will get a job and they will, they will, they will do something and my time with them will come to an end. Yeah. Uh, I have friends in my life, couples, um, that I love dearly. I love dearly. And those couples are ending the relationship are in the process of ending the relationship or will end the relationship soon. And I feel deeply. I feel deeply whenever that happens because I love people individually and I love them together. And, and as this has been happening in my life, especially over the last year, whether it be a, ending a relationship, a breakup, a divorce, um, I, I feel like two things. One, I feel very deeply for my friends. And the second thing is, and this is toxic, so don't do it, but uh, let me be toxic for like two minutes. Like, when I, when my friends tell me that they're breaking up, when I, when a couple tells me that they're getting a divorce, there's a part of me that takes it personally. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not that I caused it. Um, I'm not that cool, but, um, the the thing is that I, I, I look at them and I say, you are older, you are wiser, you are cooler, you are smarter. If you're getting a divorce, what hope is there for me? (laughs) Right? Like, have you ever like had people in your life? They're like, cool. And they're getting a divorce and you're like, Oh no. Does that mean I'm getting a divorce? Do I have to pre-plan my divorce right now? Do you know what I'm talking about? And again, toxic, don't do it. I don't recommend it, but I feel that. What do we do with endings? What do we do with the fact that nothing lasts? Yeah. Um, I have other friends and they're, they're leaving jobs. They're leaving jobs. And sometimes it's because they got a really great new one and that's exciting, but sometimes They're leaving jobs because their old place was toxic, because their old place was abusive, because their old place was extractive. And now they don't know where they're going to go. They don't know what they're going to do. Everything ends. Nothing lasts. Mm -hmm. And in that verse that we spoke of today, we have the teacher saying, smoke, Mm -hmm. smoke, everything smoke. What I love that is that. The original word for there in Hebrew is the word hevel. And it literally means vapor. Everything is vapor. So today we're going to have lots of fun illustrations. This is what vapor looks like. Oh. Uh. Everything ends. Nothing lasts. What does that mean for us? And so um, I I think that endings are are particularly hard. Uh, Years ago, um, I was a a 10th grader and I was cute, but I was also really nerdy and geeky. Do you know what I'm talking about? I like got good grades and that was about it. And I I was in a school of 3000 people, 3000 people. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't known. I wasn't recognized. There was nothing about me. I had a fro that was kind of cool, but I should have really gotten a haircut. And I still blame my friends for not telling me to get a haircut. You know who you are. Um, and, um, and I started a Bible study with my friends because I loved Jesus. And I wanted people to have a spiritual life, a relationship with God, and, and, and to build community. And so I, I, did, I did that. Um, I, I started that group. And it went from four people to 30 people to 60 people to 100 people to 200 people in our auditorium at events. And then it went from one school, and we helped other students start their own campus ministries, and then it was three schools, and then five, 15, 30, 50, and went from one state to two states to four states. And I know, imagine 10th grade me, right? I'm nerdy, I'm geeky, I don't get a lot of attention. This was the coolest thing I'd ever done. Do you know what, have you ever, have you ever, like, discovered something? And it's exactly what you were meant to do on this earth. It's exactly what you're called to do. And I felt that every day I was doing that. And uh, about four and a half years into it, I was, you know, I'd read read my Bible, I'd pray. And I'd hear God say, stop, do something else. And I'd be like, what what was that God? Stop, do something else. And I, I couldn't believe that the God who called me to do something would also call me to not do something. I couldn't believe that. That must be the voice of fear. It must be the voice of fear because God would never tell me to end something he called me to start. And so I didn't, I didn't listen. I kept going. We kept doing bigger and cooler things. And six months later, we, we as the, the organization that I started, we had this crisis. And I remember hearing God. I remember the parking lot. I remember the moment. I remember hearing the voice of God in my head say, leave and don't look back. was so clear. Leave and don't look back. And it was clear what I had to do. I had to leave and absolutely look back. I had to leave and absolutely try to save it and fix it and resolve it and justify. I had to leave and I had to like make it all right. I had to leave and I had to save this thing. I'd started because this was the coolest thing I'd ever done. And when things end, we have these questions like, are the good days over? One thing's then we have these questions like, will I ever get to do something like this again? One thing's then we have these questions of like, will I be able to provide for my needs and my family and my community? One thing's end. And let me tell you that sometimes things, the way that God works is God shows us the future and tells us to step into it. And that's beautiful and amazing. But sometimes God doesn't show us the future. God doesn't show us the next thing. He just tells us to, to stop to leave to end something before we know what would replace it what do we do about endings i'm so bad at ending things can i just tell you i'm so bad at ending i didn't i didn't end it i i tried to save it and in doing so i lost myself what do we do about endings because there is some unique type of suffering unique type of pain that happens when we take something that's temporary and we try to make it eternal There is a unique type of suffering that happens when we take something that's meant to last for a moment, for a season, for an era, and we try to make it last forever. And that's what I tried to do with that ministry, and not only did it end, but I suffered needlessly for it. What do we do with endings? And furthermore, the empire, one of the reasons that the empire is so oppressive is because the empire tries to take Something that's temporary, its power, its control, its position, and try to make it eternal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lo- one of my favorite quotes is The planet is littered with the ruins of empires who thought they were eternal. Ooh. And so, empires, what they do, knowing that they're constantly at threat, knowing that they have the opportunity or the chance to possibly end, they do everything they can to keep control. Wow. Have you ever done everything you can? To keep control. And, and so there are several options for what we do with endings. The first option is to disengage. Um, we can say, well, if this marriage is going to end, then maybe I, sh- I shouldn't get married. Um, if this relationship is going to end, maybe I shouldn't date. Um, if this business is going to fail, maybe I shouldn't start it. If this church is going to end, maybe I shouldn't invest in it. We can look at everything in our life knowing that there is an end and we can disengage. And some of us, if we're, we've disengaged from areas of our life because we're too afraid of those things ending. We're too afraid of those things not being with us anymore. And the second option is denial. We can deny that this will end. We can act like it will last forever or we can do everything in our power to make it so. I, I, this week, I um, I was having things end, and I was preparing for this sermon, and I really believe that if I knew this, if I knew that everything ends and nothing lasts, it would help me, and for sure, we suffer less for knowing this, but knowing this does not absolve us of pain. Right, right, right. Knowing this does not prevent us from suffering, and I realize that much of my life has been about the avoidance of pain. When the presence of love is so much more important. And so my one point for our time together is this. Everything ends. Nothing lasts. Love anyway. <laughs> everything ends. Nothing lasts. Love anyway. And so this is where we have some, some sand. So I, because I didn't have my husband yesterday, I went and I, I hung out at Target's, and I, I got a lot of this it's called grand sand, don't get the kinetic sand, it's sound uh, is cool. So why don't you open up your, your grand sand. If you don't have one, there's a bin in the back and we'll get you some. But I want you to have this experience. I want you to feel that we are made from the dust and we will return to the dust. And I love this, I don't know, I, Play-Doh is so healing for me. Sand is so healing for me. I want you to play with it. I want you to feel it. Because I'll be honest with you, I've never shamed kinetic sand for falling apart. Wow. I've never shamed kinetic sand for not holding it together. But I've shamed me for not holding it together. I've shamed me for breaking apart. You are made <laughs> from the dust and you will return to the dust. So I want us to look at a passage and, and this passage I think really shows us that not only is everything temporary, our bodies are temporary, our relationships are temporary, our communities are temporary. And normally in a a sermon like this, what would happen right now is for me to communicate to you that material stuff ends, so you should give your life to God's stuff. Material stuff is temporary. God's stuff is forever, right? Um, But God is forever, but God's stuff is temporary AF. God's stuff ends all the time. Your time in this community will come to an end. Your time doing a specific ministry will come to an end. And they didn't tell me that when I was a 10th grader. I thought that if I gave my life to God's stuff, that it would last forever. But God's stuff ends all the time. Churches end all the time. Ministries end all the time. What if the joy isn't from how long it lasts? What if the joy is in how we loved? What if the joy has nothing to do with its duration? What if it has everything to do with our participation in love? So I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians 13 that says, love never ends. So what I love, one, about the Bible is that there are so many different voices, right? So Ecclesiastes is a voice right that teacher is a voice it's an important voice for you and for me but it's not the only voice in scripture it's not the only teacher that we have it's not the only ally we have in the bible but in first corinthians we learn love that never ends as for prophecies they will pass away as for tongues they will cease as for knowledge it will pass away for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when the perfect comes the partial will pass away so this is beautiful This tells us that even God's stuff like prophecy and tongues and all spiritual gifts, they will come to an end. For example, like some of you are healers, which is amazing. You can be with people, you can grieve with people, mourn with people, and help them heal. There will be a day when God will wipe every tear from our eyes. But then we won't need you as a healer anymore. There will be a day when we will see God face to face and you won't need me to tell you about him. (laughs) You won't need my sermons to describe who she is. You'll see her face to face. And so what we learned that even your calling in this life, even the work that you're doing is temporary. What does it look like to love anyway? Because love is subversive. Love is the end, the point, the reason we're here today. And And what I love is that everything ends, nothing lasts, but with love, Everything is a gift and nothing is wasted, right? So we go to Ecclesiastes and we learned that, what's the prescription? To eat, to drink and to enjoy the the fruit of our labor. This is the gift of God. Like the gift wasn't go to church. The gift was not evangelism. The gift was go to Maria's cafe. The gift was have an Oreo milkshake. The gift was like, Enjoy your evening after a long day of work, because love can make everything a gift. Sometimes I've had endings, and what I do is, I call it personal historical revisionism. Have you done this before? (laughs) Where something ends, and then you go back in time, back to the ledger, and the moments that were happy, you change to sad. The moments that were good, you changed to bad. Because if it ended badly, then it was all bad. That personal historical revisionism is not serving you. What if God can use everything for our good? What if we serve a God who recycles everything? What if we serve a God who will not let anything not go to compost if you offer it to him? And so what I love about nature is that nature knows the secret to compost and the, the secret to compost is that the stuff that's dying is made of the same stuff that's going to be living. Matter can't be created or destroyed. And so what nature does is it, it doesn't destroy anything. It rearranges everything. And so what nature does is that, and we call it decomposing. It takes your arrangements and it breaks it down to the most basic elements so that it can prepare the foundation for life. What if God can break down even the most difficult seasons, even the most difficult moments, and use it for the ingredients necessary for life? I needed that ministry to end, because if that ministry hadn't ended, I would not have space to accept that I was gay. I would not have the space to acknowledge who I really was and to love me as I really am. It needed to end, and when it ended it prepared the foundation for brand new life. Everything ends, nothing lasts. Love anyway. Um, I'll close with this. Um, My husband uh, yesterday as a result of a flight delay missed his his connecting flight to Ecuador. So right now he is in Houston in like a hotel room. (laughs) Uh, waiting for his next flight. I don't know if you've ever flown before but flying isn't that fun. Um, Going through TSA is not fun. Waiting in line to wait in another line to wait in a tube in the sky to wait in another line. It's not that much fun. But imagine, close your eyes with me for a moment. Close your eyes. Imagine you're in an airport and you feel the noise and the chaos. And this isn't just like any airport. This doesn't have five terminals. This has thousands of terminals. This airport somehow has millions of gates and billions of flights. And in this airport somewhere is every human that has ever lived. Every person that has walked the earth, all 117 billion of them. And they're here at this airport. And you have a flight. You don't know what's gonna happen after the flight. You don't know when it's gonna end, but you're at the gates. And around you are the people in your life around you are the people who will travel with you in this very brief, very short journey. And of course, sometimes it's frustrating and sometimes it's pain and sometimes, sometimes it feels like it's so long. It feels like it never ends, but I promise you our time is brief. Now open your eyes. What an honor. What a privilege to be able to spend that gate, spend that flight with you. What a gift it is that I have you. What, is it, what a gift it is that you have me. What a gift it is that we have each other in this short and brief time. We could have been with anyone. We could have been with anyone in all of human history at any time in human history, but we're here and we're now and we're with each other. Everything ends, nothing lasts. Love anyway, thank you.